106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What is the most inspiring thing I ever said to you? Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Once again, we've got our friend from military intelligence. Can you tell us what you've found out about the enemy since you've been here? We found out that we can't find them. They're out there, and we're having a major difficulty in finding the enemy. Well, what do you use to look for them? Well, we ask people, are you the enemy? And whoever says yes, we shoot them. We've got a special man in the audience today right now. It's Mr. Leo. He's a fashion consultant for the Army. But thank you, Agent. I'm just very happy to be here. I want to tell you something. You know, this whole camouflage thing for me doesn't work very well. Why is that? Well, because you go in the jungle, I can't see you. <laughs> you know, it's like wearing stripes and plaid. For me, I want to do something different. You know, you go in the jungle, make a statement. If you're going to fight, clash. It's true that you've actually, um, you're actually too close to some of the nerve agents that they were testing. Nerve gas? Yes. Have you used that in? Well, once, yes, on myself. And it had no... Whoa! Whoa! No effect on me. I've had no actual... Whoa! Yahoo! Whoa! Good afternoon. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is our 114th episode, and this should be up and going by June 5, 2021. Welcome to this program. Uh, We'll be on here for six 20-minute segments, broken up by some clips, educational clips for you. And um, you can, this is pre-recorded course so you can reach me if you wish by uh, email at lou lou at no hostages radio.com no hostages radio.com lou at no hostages radio.com we have previous episodes and uh, other articles that we've written over the last uh, few years at that website no hostages radio Dot com. <clears throat> you can also obviously get other podcasts from your podcast source. However, you got here. Not sure how that is, but looks like you made it. Uh, you can also reach me by phone five three zero seven one three one eight three eight five three zero seven one three one eight three eight. You can text me or just dial me up. I am on the left coast of Northern California in Yuba County. So if you want to talk to me live, you want to take that into consideration. But I probably will answer the phone if if I'm not on the other line. I will answer the phone anyway because I work with a lot of people that are uh, needing a quick response. So let's see. Uh, I want to mention right away that in just a few days, the signups or registration or tickets, whatever you want to call it, begin for uh, 
Oh, now I'm having a brain fade here. Uh, General Michael Flynn. And Michael Flynn's going to be at Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City on July 16th. That's a Friday night. But the way you can get to it, you'll have to go on the churchofgladtidings.com website and uh, buy a ticket. And so there is a VIP meeting from, I think, uh, let me just get over here and see if I can pull it. There's a VIP meeting from 2.30 to 4.30. Uh, with limited seating, where it will be, he'll talk a little bit, but there'll be questions and answers, and there'll be picture opportunities with the general. It's it's a VIP uh, uh, fundraiser for General Flynn, and uh, it's $500 a piece. At the main event at 6 o'clock, uh, called a Patriots Rally, it will it will run from about six to eight forty five. The cost is twenty dollars per seat. So uh, at three o'clock on June eighth, not July eighth, but June eighth, the you can start ordering uh, your tickets online at churchofgladtidings.com. and then just hit on events and then scroll down to General Michael Flynn. Click on that and it'll explain the details. And it'll have, uh, it doesn't have it today, but it will have it then on, uh, it'll give you the options on uh, how to get hooked up. Also, we're not doing it through Church of Glad Tidings, but um, because they have a nice venue at Calvary Christian Center at 2620 Calusa Highway in Yuba City, uh, Michael Flynn wanted to host a Veterans Honorary Breakfast and that is at 8 a.m. in the morning of that same day, July 16th, 8 to 10:30. So uh, we're not, we don't uh, at Glad Tidings are not booking the the veterans breakfast. So I'm going to give you a phone number if you're a veteran you'd like to attend that. That's uh, at the request of Michael Flynn. It, it may be very well be a, a free breakfast, but I I'm not speaking for the Calvary Christian Center people. But the number over there is five three zero six seven three. 6035-530-673-6035. If you're a veteran, uh, you, you are cordially invited to that event, breakfast from 8 to 1030. Should be an amazing time. So that's coming up, and I uh, hope you can take advantage of that. Now, I'd, you may be able to, to get on to that breakfast right away, but the, uh, the Michael Flynn evening meetings... Uh, will uh you can register for those in just a couple days five more days okay no child care available on that friday night so you'll need to make arrangements uh some other way there will be other some other speakers that are being lined up lynn wood was sort of a tentative but uh i still don't think he's i don't know that he's committed yet to come lynn wood the attorney that uh has worked with president trump Okay, let me go back to my my page here, and uh, we'll get started. Let's see. It seems like there's some other things that. Uh, oh, uh, they. I want you to take it. We just had the Free and Brave conference here a couple weekends ago, and uh, we had many speakers from the medical uh, arena of life, and many speakers that were expert. 
in vaccinations and in in labs and in uh, how to take a virus and increase the function of it to attack human beings, that type of thing. So uh, if you want to, if you missed that or you saw part of it and, and would like to listen or re-listen or you missed a couple sessions, you can go to churchofgladtidings.com and they should have those sessions up on the website by now. Uh, also, let's see. Also here, we were having a meeting with the Freedom Coalition and you can go to that website at freedomco, freedomco.net. It stands for Freedom Coalition Network. It's a coalition of a number of counties in the North State. And we're in, actually, the whole state's welcome, but we focused up here because trying to solve problems up here. And uh, we're interested in knowing that the leadership of freedomco.net, we're interested in knowing what businesses are hassling uh, customers and what businesses are hassling their employees. And what I mean by hassling is businesses, if you're going into a business and they're, they're uh, harassing you about wearing a mask or harassing you about uh, getting a vaccine or if you've had the vaccine or the shot, as I call it, it's really not it's not really not. It's not at all a vaccine. It's gene therapy, and it's bogus, and it could kill you. And, in fact, today, I think on uh, one of the clips I'm playing you today is about a BBC, British Broadcasting Corporation, uh, news lady, 44-year-old lady, I believe she is, uh, caused her to have uh, blood clots in the brain, and she died. And uh, she was healthy as a horse, super healthy, an athlete type person. So what we're trying to do is we're going to begin to make a list uh, on our site at freedomco.net of businesses that are problem businesses in our community that harass the customers over masks or shots. So if you have that problem and... uh, or whether maybe it's your if your business you work at and they're harassing you over masks or shots, let let me know and we're going to post. Uh, we won't post your name, but we are going to post the business and what the scoop is over there. So if if the business is wonderful and treating people cordially and back to normal, great. But if they are harassing you and uh, insisting on masks and and troubling you, we want to know about it. And we're going to post their names on the Freedom Co. website per county. In other words, Yuba County will have theirs, Sutter County theirs, Nevada theirs, right? But right now, I the ones that will be hearing me probably mostly Yuba Sutter people. But uh, email me, Lou at No Hostages Radio. Dot com and we will add your uh, store's name or those stores that you like to frequent and they're giving you a hard time. So more and more of the stores, I, I keep hearing Staples names come office to office place. Staples, their name keeps coming up as harassing customers. I, I know I've been in there since COVID started and they didn't ask me for a mask, but I keep hearing they're insisting on masks. And I was just in, I heard a friend of mine got harassed during COVID, uh, the middle of the COVID fraud. Uh, 
he got harassed by Big Five Sporting Goods. And the other day, I had to go near to another business nearby Big Five, and I needed something from there. So I thought, I'm going to just try it and see if they insist on masks. The employees were all wearing masks, but they didn't ask anybody else to wear one. So things are changing in some places. But what we're going to do is highlight those businesses that are being uh, unhospitable. So if you'll email me, or you can text me at 530-713-1838. You can just say the name of the business. You don't have to give your name. Name of the business and the uh, the problem, right? Insist on masks uh, or insisting on getting a shot or whatever. Uh, if you want to list, uh, if it's not a business, but if you work for like a government agency, uh, we'd like to know the name of the government agency. It can't just be County of Sutter. I'd like to know the County of Sutter Recorder's Office or Yuba, Yuba City Unified School District or something like that, right? And, let's, and just explain it a little bit. Okay, so that's that. That's something new we're, we're doing. We're going to put pressure and we're going to begin to boycott and let other people know that uh, this business is not being kind uh not being kind to their customers. So uh, I wanted to mention, before we get too far today, I wanted to mention uh, a project that's been successful so far. Just a few months ago, a couple months ago, Dr. Joe Cassidy, who's a medical doctor here in Yuba Sutter County, he used to be the health officer for 25 years for Yuba County, and also took care of all the jail inmates with their health needs. Uh, he and I became frustrated with uh, not being able to get addicts into treatment when they're ready to go. And uh, the way it works in Yuba and Sutter counties, I can't speak for other counties, but it seems like a lot of the counties, they run their uh, drug treatment money through their behavior, what they used to call mental health. Now they call it behavioral health. And uh, so we've had numerous reports of behavioral health not being not getting people into uh, rehabs uh, they've actually told me i've talked to them and they've said we're out of money we don't have any money over here we don't have anybody here in the office to interview people you have to interview by zoom if you've ever known of any addicts uh, when you're broke you're you're you left your shoes somewhere you don't have transportation you're sick you are not going to go through repeated interviews and get on Zoom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Dr. Cassidy and I have started a project where we just have people call us. And I'm going to give you my number, which I've already given you once. But I'm also going to encourage you, if you know of an addict and of any type of drug, uh, could be meth, cocaine, uh, any kind of the opiates, uh, if you want to call Peachtree Health Clinic or Peachtree Health and ask for Dr. Cassidy, appointment with Dr. Cassidy, uh, just hook up. If you have trouble at the front end, they're not great with their front end help over there. And uh, one day I called, I was 17th in line on their answering system. So uh, I obviously didn't wait. I tried another approach. But if you have pro tr trouble uh you can call me at 530-713-1838 i will answer right away or you can text me or you can text dr cassidy at 530-682-8648 that's 530-682-8648 i appreciate you not calling him in the middle of the night he does work and see about 30 or 40 patients a day so uh he needs to sleep at night for me no big deal just dial me up and we'll talk 
So uh, what we're doing is trying to get people into counseling, trying to get people into rehabs, trying to get people onto Narcan off heroin or, or on, onto uh, Suboxone or something like that off heroin and also try to find some Narcan for people that are actively using to prevent them from dying. So uh, we thank him for his involvement, and uh, so that's that. Also, um, my my friend uh, Yanelli Garcia at North Valley Paralegal, a lot of you are responding going over there. Uh, she's a great paralegal. She has her own business just on Sutter Street in Yuba City, 751 Sutter Street. She's located right at the 10th Street Bridge. So whether you're in Marysville or Yuba City, Yuba or Sutter County, she's right at the dividing line. So uh, you can dial her up at 530-751-9289. She's cheaper than, than the average attorney. She's more honest than the average attorney. And she can get a lot more done than you think she can. Um, so give her a shot and save yourself some money and get in quick. All right. Um, I wanted to talk. I got a few minutes here. I think I'll get this started. I want to talk about Gavin Newsom a little bit. The the recall uh, election. Some people thought, oh, the recall's over. We we signed that petition and we sent in two two million signatures. So therefore, he's no longer governor. Well, if you've watched television or the news recently, he's still governor, and we didn't change a thing. So that petition got him on a ballot called a recall ballot. And I've been hearing that it may, the uh, election could occur as early as August. Seems a little fast for me. A lot of people are predicting November, but uh, August, September, October, November, uh, whatever, right? What we need you to do is register to vote. So uh, if you don't like what's going on in California, take a stand or leave, just leave. Uh, if you're not a player, uh, don't be somebody in the middle that just whines and doesn't do anything. So it's your opportunity to vote, and we need every single vote we can find. We need to turn over every rock, get every person out from under there, and register them to vote and get a vote from them. Uh, it is discouraging when just L.A. County can outvote all of us counties together up north because we have uh, sparsely populated counties. So... But if it's a close election, you never, never know if it's close. We could swing something here if we came out big time. So I'm encouraging you to register to vote and take a stand. We're going to need your vote many, many times over the next coming years to vote people out of office that say one thing and do something else. They're liars, they're hypocrites, they're criminals. And that's most of what we have in office today. So, Gavin Newsom, get registered to vote, and um, we're going to vote yes or no, keep him or let him go. That's going to be one vote on this ballot. And the second vote you'll have is to pick a replacement for Gavin Newsom. So the yes or no vote is going to settle it with him. In other words, if he, if he, the, if the majority of the people want to keep him, then the second vote is of no value for some, a replacement. But if we end up voting them out, all we need is is just the majority of the people voting, 50% plus one person voting him out. That's all we need to get him out. And then whoever gets the most votes out of all the people that throw their hat in the ring, as they say, uh, there may be 20, 30, 40 people on that ballot. And so just the one with the most votes is going to be governor for the next year or so. 
uh, till his term, his four-year term ends, and then that person will have to run again or will be voting for a governor once again at the normal uh, four-year, every four years we vote for a governor. Okay? So I wanted to talk about a little bit about Newsom, that I, I knew he was an unscrupulous person, a, a liar, and a person that didn't have honor and uh, was a cheat. So, uh, but I was reading today, and I realized that he assisted on his mother's suicide, which I found fascinating. All of us face uh, real tragedies in our families, particularly when our parents have debilitating or relatives have debilitating diseases like cancer, brain cancer, very painful cancers. And uh, so I'm not quite sure what was wrong with mom. She, I know she had cancer in the past, but she found herself very ill. And in 2002, she arranged to have uh, an assisted suicide, which Gavin Newsom assisted on. And he didn't really like to visit his mom, but she actually had to call and make an appointment so he, she could invite him to be involved in the suicide, and he helped with the drugs on the suicide. So I thought, you know, this is a guy that repeatedly uh, believes that he is above the law. And, uh, you know, there are laws. The Bible says that if a law is, is contrary to God's law, that as a follower of Christ, we're to obey God's law, regardless of what the law is. And even I, I was sitting t next to a military a veteran the other day at a conference, and he was telling me, he was making a comment that an unlawful order is not to be obeyed, even in the military, where you just obey all your orders, right? But you don't obey all of them unless it's lawful. So we are people in the United States. We've been people of the law. and uh, But some people feel they're above the law, and sometimes people that are very powerful politically or they have a lot of money, or something, they just think they the law doesn't apply to them. It applies to the poor people or the small people. And so I'm going to give you a couple examples of why Gavin Newsom uh, is just the person he turned out to be. And we saw it coming, but we never thought we'd be run by a dictator in California. We'll be right back. In her eyes. So he does just what he wants. Took for granted. She's so kind Dinner on the table At 7 o'clock Mr. Nixon, thank you for that concise political commentary But I think I'd like to delve into something Slightly more personal for the men in the field How would you describe your testicles? That they're soft but That they're shallow oh and they have no purpose <laughs> What oh are you saying, God. sir? They lack their physical strength how would you describe your sex life with your wife, Pat? Uh, it is unexciting sometimes. Well, have you considered a possibly a sex change? There is an operation that can transform Please you into a female great dame. Please don't do this to me. Very well hung chihuahua. Mr. Nixon, while you've been in Vietnam, it's rumored that you've smoked marijuana. Are you planning, sir, to take some of the marijuana home back to the United States? How would you do that? By flying, by helicopter, and also... Pennsylvania, what's, what's going on? Okay, okay. All right, we'll get back with you. We'll get back with you, Michigan, Wisconsin. There's some, okay, okay, let's look into this. We want, a, we want a fair election. Georgia, we're doing a recount in Georgia. Someone's coming into the room. Hold on. Hold Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hi. Can I, can I help you? Yes. Hello. Hi. We are going to call it, okay? We're going to, we're going to wrap this thing up and, and call it a day, okay? <laughs> what? Call what? Uh, the election. Yeah. We're going to call the election.
We're in the middle of recounts and we've got all sorts of allegations and claims taking place. Uh, we're, we're, still, we're still in the middle of the election. That, that is unfortunate for you. But we have picked Karen here to be the next president-elect. Karen. Let's give Karen a hand. Thank you. Thank you, media. I am uh, I'm super excited about being the next, the next president. Karen? Karen? Uh, yes, my, my children, my children voted for me, so. Your, your kids aren't even registered to vote. They're under 18. Uh, that, uh, that, that does not, that does not matter, so. Uh, a media, could I get a sign that says Office of the President-Elect? I like the, I like the sound of it. That, that isn't even a thing. Yes, Karen, whatever, whatever you need, we will make that happen for you. <laughs> I am also naming my transition team and uh, selecting cabinet members as we speak. So. Just, this isn't how it works, okay? This isn't how any of it works, okay? We're in the middle of recounts right now. Nothing, nothing has been certified yet. Oh, uh, well, the media has chosen me, so... The media does not decide this, okay? We, the people, decide this. Nobody needs to know that, okay? Nobody. Well, we all need someone we can lean on. And if you want it, well, you can back and uh, so I wanted to to uh, when Gavin Newsom uh, was a supervisor is back in 2002 is when his mother uh, was very ill and decided she wanted to end her own life and wanted to do assisted suicide and Gavin uh, cooperated with that and uh, it was an illegal act that was not the law of the land of the state of California back then but as I mentioned before Gavin Newsom looks at things, the lay of the land, and if he thinks something's okay to do, he just does it whether it's lawful or not. The, the other thing he did while mayor was he just decided to start marrying people uh, of the same sex. And at that time, there was not uh, any law to, uh, in other words, marriage itself was, the definition of marriage was a, a union between a man and a woman. Not a woman and a woman, not a man and a man, or not a man and a puppy, or a lady and a horse. Uh, and so, but he, he felt it, uh, it was going to be fine that he was just not going to wait for any uh, referendum or measure or anything to happen. He was going to simply uh, start marrying people, and he did. And that was uh, an ex another example of his lawlessness. lawlessness. Uh, another area of his... Uh, lawlessness although they're really if, if you uh, commit adultery you are unfaithful to your wife uh, it is not against the law so, so to speak but it certainly breaks the contract or the oath that he, that he had with his wife but uh, he ended up uh, violating the trust he had with his his campaign manager and office manager and uh, ended up not only being unfaithful to his wife, but it was unfaithful to his best friend, who he ended up having sex with his wife. Uh, there's been rumors of his unfaithfulness again just recently, 
But uh, over and over, Gavin Newsom has just taken the law into his own, own hands. So we have the suicide of his mother, assisted suicide, as they call it. Uh, we have the, the same, <clears throat> same gender marriages. And then we have the fact that he just took over the state, declared a state of emergency, indefinitely. It could have gone on for years, literally. And uh, discounted the legislative branch of government and just became all in all to everybody, like King Caesar. And was totally illegal. In fact, judges have now said it, it, what he did was illegal. Uh, judges are now saying that what he did to churches was illegal. In fact, I just saw where the amount of money that the California taxpayers having to pay out in behalf of Gavin Newsom's insolence is uh, it's now up to two million dollars it was at 1.5 a couple weeks ago but another church just won against gavin newsom and so he's having to pay the legal fees of that uh san diego church as an uh pasadena church that he lost uh cheon's church uh harvest church i think they call it uh that was 1.5 million and then i don't know the name of the church down in san diego but that was probably a half a million dollars as well so uh there are just the list of the reasons that uh, Gavin Newsom needs to go uh, is long, and I don't want to spend the whole show on it. I want to mention this fascinating, you know how you see these people uh, post uh, kind of a, a rant or a talk. They're sitting in their car, and they're putting it out on Facebook. So I watched this nurse. She's a, not simply a nurse, but she has other credentials and degrees besides nursing. But she began talking about the PCR test. And if you've listened to this show much, you've heard me talk about how the PTR test is, PCR test is completely a fraud. And 9.9 uh, .9 times out of 10, it's wrong. It was never uh, designed to uh, pick up something uh, almost up into your brain, in your nasal cavity, and uh, pick up some kind of indication that you have uh, COVID. But they used it anyway, and they used it f falsely, and they Mickey-moused around with it. And I, again, it, it's, it's about how they spun it in the lab, and I don't have time to talk to you about that. If you don't know about it already, it doesn't really make any difference. But this nurse showed the wrapper on two different PCR tests. The swab comes in an individual wrapper, <clears throat> and, and at the end of the swab, it has some chemicals on it. And the chemical it has on it is a is a chemical called ethylene oxide. And uh, so it says sterile. It says this is a sterile item. And then it has sterile hyphen ethylene oxide or EO. If you look up the EO, it's ethylene oxide. Well, if you look up ethylene oxide under the EPA or food and drug or anything, it's a cancer-causing material. And you shouldn't be putting it in your nose or sniffing it. It talks in the EPA, Environmental Protection, to don't inhale ethylene oxide. And what they're doing is this, this product is on the end of the, the tip that's going to be closest to your brain and sticking it all up into your olf olfactory system. And, uh, and it has all kinds for women. Of course, everybody, you know, women, men, they have unique types of cancer. Women can have a number of types of cancer, but certainly breast cancer, men, a number of type of cancer, but also testicular cancer of the testicles. And bad news, bad news. These are both, both of these swabs were made in different 
uh, corporations or companies in mainland China. Just so amazing. Isn't it so amazing how all the personal protective equipment, the PPE supplies, uh, all came out of the country that created this uh, disease or, or virus in a lab and and sprung it on the whole world. And they had to corner on all the solutions on the mask and all that kind of stuff. So ethylene oxide, if you go, if you're in a, if you're in the medical uh, arena, and you know where the swabs are, check it out and and um, see whether it says that. See whether it says sterile hyphen EO, and then go look at the asterisk and what EO means. It's ethylene oxide causes cancer, and causes lots of other illnesses as well. And you're shoving it right up next to your brain is where they're doing it. Bad news, really bad news. I just think, you know, there's just nothing positive. There's nothing good coming out of this terrible, terrible fraud that's been perpetrated on the American people. And um, I wanted to uh, read you uh, something that uh, Candace Owens put out on a tweet, it sounds like. It's Candace Owens at Real Candace O. She says something I've been saying for months. Not that I was smarter than her. She's probably been feeling the same thing. We just agree. That's all. But I've been getting in trouble uh, for saying it up here in Yuba County. And I got called into court for saying think, these type of things. So she said firing Fauci does not go far enough. Because people are talking about firing Tony Fauci right now. Because he's a liar and a fraud. She said, firing Fauci does not go far enough. Anthony Fauci needs to be tried and put into federal prison. Now, there you go. Now, she didn't say kill him. Other people are saying they need to have Nuremberg trials because of crimes against humanity. Listen, when hundreds and thousands of people have been killed by this virus and Tony Fauci was involved in the Wuhan lab to create the virus, that's problems. So she says Anthony Fauci needs to be tried and put into federal prison. He ruined millions of lives by depression, bankruptcy, suicide, and he preyed on children by by discontinuing schools. He and many others, uh, that'd be Dr. Lou in Yuba County and Sutter County. That's our health officer here. He and many others, all the health officers in all the counties, have taken part in the crime of the century. Now there's, uh, I have a, if I get to it, there's an article where it talks about there have been three major crimes against humanity in our century. I want you to think about it if you can name them. But this is another one. And uh, she says at the end, we all knew it. And I think there's a lot of us that did know it. I agree, 100%. Let me go up here. I've been noticing there's all kinds of articles now about how the California Department of Water Resources, which is a political operation, has been draining our dams. We had a huge amount of water just a little over a year ago. Dams were above, way above normal. And they have been they have been draining these dams purposely, and it's not for far farming. They're just been letting it run out to run out to sea. And uh, there's no reason for this that they can't manage that water better. But uh, anyway, we'll see if we get to that. But the reason I brought it up now is there's a meme that came across my desk. It said, "If you eat today." 
thank a farmer. If it's on your table, thank a trucker. And if you can eat it in peace, thank a veteran. Thank a farmer, thank a trucker, thank a veteran. I agree with all those, and I know people in all those wonderful professions. This person said, it's not credited to anybody, it said the plan from the very beginning was to make people so desperate for a return to normal that they would go and get injected with something they know absolutely nothing about. Now, that's been the plan from the very beginning. If you believe that just some bad cold, bad flu sprung up, and then we've been trying to get a handle on it for 16 months, you're really confused. And so this has been uh, planned for on desktop emergency planning, strategy planning. It's been planned for at universities and at the Davos uh, gathering of of, of uh, very wealthy people in the world, the people who want to control the world. This has been planned. Dr. Fauci, Tony Fauci, told President Trump before the thing ever happened there was going to be a pandemic coming on. Bill Gates said, we're going to have a pandemic. And uh, it wasn't just like, oh, there's going to be an earthquake someday. No, 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 no. They were saying right away. They, their indication was right away. And so it's interesting that all the different players, it's all got China is lined up to um, to take over the world. They Our country is full of Chinese spies. Uh, they have paid off, uh, ripped us off. They don't have, they aren't bright enough in their own country because of totalitarian control. They don't allow their people of freedom to explore and experiment and come up with novel ideas like they can in the U.S. So they just come over here and steal the ideas or they pay people to, they, they buy the ideas from people that steal them from their employers. And uh, so there's one theft after another theft after another theft that the Chinese are just stealing uh, to rip us off. And this entire plan for COVID was upside down medicine. The the uh, medical community lied to the people. I don't know when the people of the United States will trust the medical community again. I certainly don't, except a few in, close individuals I know. But for them to hold their mouths, even though they knew this was crazy, they kept their mouths shut because they don't want to lose any money. Uh, so they'd let people die uh, of, of uh, COVID without any simple uh, thing. Like you could go down, we were talking the, yesterday, I was talking to some guys and I said, they, they buy feed and they buy, uh, you know, they go to these ranch wholesale places. And I said, you could have bought the cure to uh, you could have gone down to the feed place and bought iver, iverme, ivermectin, uh, which is a uh, feed for to kill parasites in animals, and it'll kill, kill in humans as well. You could have taken ivermectin, and you could take in Z, D, and A, which is very cheap, and you could have killed COVID overnight. Hydroxychloroquine would have worked as well. You need a prescription for that. But what the medical community did, if you really thought if you really, really thought they cared about you, they would have told you how to take care of yourself and what? Build up your immune system. Stay healthy, right? Be healthy. Stay healthy. Your immune system is the greatest thing created to stop diseases that enter through your nose or mouth or eyes or whatever. And you want a strong immune system. If you have a weak immune system, then something can take hold. So the all the public information officers, there's one in every county. There's hundreds of them in every state. 
you'd think that they would have come out at the behest of the, the local health official and said, please, stay strong on your vitamin C. Get plenty of sunlight and, and embolden that sunlight with vitamin D. Uh, take zinc and, uh, and keep some... Uh, we'll help you get hydroxychloroquine or we'll help you. Uh, you can go get ivermectin. And there's all these products that you can take. Instead, they lied. They didn't even want to bring up anything you could buy from a feed store, right? Uh, they they lied about hydroxychloroquine, which I took clear back in 1989. I was taking hydroxychloroquine. It's a malaria prophylactic. They lied about that. They forbid people from from using it. They they kick doctors out of their jobs for treating people using hydroxychloroquine. Why did they do that? Why would why would hospitals do that? The hospitals wanted people to be admitted because when they admitted somebody, they got sixteen thousand dollars bonus from the federal government if they put them on a vent, which would probably kill them. It was a it was a poor poor uh, prognosis or diagnosis, or it was a poor uh, suggested cure that you put people on a vent ventilator most people who got put on a ventilator died on a ventilator but when they put them on them they got a $39,000 check from the government so the whole thing was designed to feather the nest financially of the hospitals feather the nest financially the big box stores screw over the small town doctor screw over people that were just trying to to uh, stay healthy and scream that hydroxychloroquine had never run any tests on it. We're just, I mean, you know, the beauty of the internet is we have recordings of these doctors saying just the opposite 10 years ago of all they're saying now, just not same thing with global warming, climate change. It wasn't too long ago. They said it was going to be freezing now. So it's just on and on and on it goes. We've been ripped off. We've been lied to. We've been manipulated. Uh, everything that was done in the name of health was done to make us sick and to create fear. This, is, this has been a, a huge... Uh, let me just see. I wrote a note down here. Let me see if I can find this piece of paper. I don't know where that's... Probably blew off. i got fans blowing around here. Uh there's another term for it, uh, but but basically I would say that the entire production, the COVID production, was designed to create incredible fear. Do you remember those early terms back in first of part of uh, 2020? You remember COVID was extremely going to be extremely contagious and extremely deadly, and and uh, Ferguson. Dr. Ferguson from the uh, Imperial College in London said that there were in the United States, there were going to be two point some million deaths. Right. And he's the one that came up with this social distancing nonsense while he was having sex regularly with somebody else's wife. And obviously they weren't keeping social distance. They were popping by each other's place all the time. So, you know, people, it, these people are liars. They're criminals. They are not interested in your health. One thing I realized out of this is the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, and the World Health Organization are crooks. They're crooks. And, in fact, there is a 60 Minutes program on the 
the swine flu in the 1970s. I can't quote you the date, maybe like 1974, 72. There's a great uh, uh, Mike Wallace interviewed all these top guys in the CDC, and I'm telling you, these guys, you can look in their eyes and you can tell they're lying. And they gave a virus, they gave a, uh, a supposed vaccine out that paralyzed people. And people never walked again. I mean, they never walked correctly. Some people walked with braces on their legs, had steel braces back then. And uh, totally healthy people, not old people, young people, you know, middle-aged people, working people, destroyed their lives. And uh, they sued the government back then and got millions and millions of dollars. This has happened over and over and over again, people. India, right now, India and Africa are both suing Gates. They're suing all kinds of pharmaceuticals company, pharmaceutical companies because they've, they've damaged young females. They've, uh, they've caused them to be sterile. They can't have children, uh, as well as cause them other physical maladies. This has all been a sham, a, a, uh, a fraud. There's not one thing honest about any of it from the government giving money to the county supervisors. The county supervisors, they, they judged uh, stopping this nonsense, not based upon health, not, not based upon stopping the danger and stopping people from going bankrupt and shooting themselves in overdose. They, they based their decision to stop the nonsense based upon when the last check would come in from CARES, the CARES money from the government. Now, if you want to look at where people's hearts are at, you've got to look at that. When they're basing their decision on when we're going to open up the county, on when we get our last check, to hell with people shooting themselves, cutting their throats, uh, sit, climbing in front of a train, whatever they did, shooting themselves, uh, however, jumping, hanging themselves, all the ways people kill themselves. That would be our supervisors waited for the last check. So they got they squeezed every nickel, every single nickel out of it. Then they're going to stop. Be right back. Hi, I'm JP Sears. I'm the head of the Center for Dominance and Control over People. And I'm here today to answer questions about a recent recommendation for people to stab themselves with knives. There's a lot of misinformation going around out there. I can assure you it is completely safe to stab yourself. There have been no adverse effects from knifing reported. It's not only completely safe to knife yourself, it's the socially responsible thing to be pressured into doing. There is absolutely no reason to be concerned for pregnant women. In our long-term clinical trials with tens of thousands of volunteers that span the course of an hour and a half, we found pregnant women had the best outcomes. The science speaks for itself. we found it's unsafe for young children not to knife themselves. So much so that children will need to be knifed in order to safely return to schools. We've heard reports of profuse bleeding and even internal organ damage in some cases. But the knife manufacturers have looked closely and caringly at these cases 
and have found no evidence that these adverse reactions are in any way linked to knifings. Absolutely no concern at all. We took years off the testing process and skipped many phases so we could more effectively get the result we were looking for while expediting how fast you can start stabbing yourself. <laughs> That's preposterous. Knifing treatments have been scientifically-ish developed to help people have safe, protected lives. Hmm. Population's going down. This clearly means we need to get more people knifing themselves quicker for their protection. Our new knifing guidelines are based on the science. It's really that simple and not to be questioned. And in fact, it's so important that people don't speak out or raise sensible questions that our partners at Big Tech will censor those people slash Republicans for inciting violence if they try to prevent people from stabbing themselves with knives. We even care so much, we've gone to the extent of censoring doctors for speaking out against it. We feel people need to be protected from physicians who are operating under the oath to do no harm. We're very excited to report that the knife industry's mandate to use a knife to stab oneself has generated over $25 billion in profit thus far. This is very surprising. We didn't anticipate any profit when we laid out our business plan. And the profit goes directly to knife manufacturers. No, just follow the science. If you've knifed yourself, it's safe to once again gather in groups of people but only with other people who have also knifed themselves. You should continue avoiding contact with anyone who has a mental condition known as knifing hesitancy. Thank you for joining me for this question and answer session. Happy stabbing. It's um, just after 5.30 in the morning here, and I have been awake for hours, unable to sleep. If there's one name you talk about today, maybe you could look it up. Maybe you can duck, duck, go it. Lisa Shaw. Lisa Shaw is the 44-year-old BBC presenter who died following um, her injection with the AstraZeneca vaccine. She's 44 years old. And the media went with the scripted line that she died after a short illness. And I'm now in touch with people um, close to her family. And it's the family that are having to do the horrible job of trying to put the truth out of there, probably in a way of them trying to cope with what they're dealing with, which none of us can understand. Lisa was perfectly healthy, more, more like ambitiously fit. She had a seven-year-old son. She had that damn vaccine and then she ended up in an ambulance. She had a blood clot on her brain and they were trying to release the pressure of this thing. And believe me, as someone who's had a big part of their skull removed. Many people have felt it themselves. When they start removing your skull, you're about as close to death as you can be. And this vaccine basically was attacking her own brain. And yet the media wouldn't talk of it. On this text here, the hospital told them it would definitely not be documented that it was the vaccine. And look at the headlines. Families say she died after the vaccine family say no she did she did and they're going to try and sweep this under the carpet as hard as they can and it breaks my heart 
I used to ever be a part of any of that nonsense media. So let's remember, it's not a statistical thing. They say, oh, but the risk is still really low. Out of 32 million people that have had it, only 303 people have had issues. I don't care about your statistics. A 44-year-old lady, a brilliant lady, a daughter and a wife and a mother of a seven-year-old child is dead, had part of her head removed because of a vaccine that is at best experimental. And here in America, they're starting to hand out lottery tickets so that you can win a million dollars if you have this thing. So please don't comment about what I've been saying. Please don't, don't feel the need to put this anywhere. Just take the name Lisa Shaw. Please look it up and please understand that her family know and were with her that va the vaccine was responsible for the death of this brilliant, brilliant woman. Here we go for number three, our third segment. And um, uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. This on the fourth, which I'm, um, it's close by. I'll, I'll probably be on the fourth before I finish this whole broadcast. On June 4, that stand out for you it, internationally? Well, um, on June 4, in uh, Beijing, a bunch of students <clears throat> began to camp on, on uh, Tiananmen Square. That's equivalent of Red Square in Russia. And it's a, m acres and acres and acres, huge, huge, huge square there. And, uh, and all these surrounded by government buildings. In the same way in Beijing, you have... Uh, what they call Tiananmen Square. And uh, so students that were had been pleading for more open society, more of a democratic society, more freedom, they began to come out there with their tents, and they camped there as a big protest. It was a nonviolent protest. And uh, so thousands of them showed up. I've been to that square many, many times. Uh, on the one one end of the square is what they call the Forbidden City, which is where the uh, the Chinese uh, what do you call him emperor would would live with all his animals and servants and wives or wife or whatever. They and it, they have preserved these amazing buildings. I've gone through the Forbidden City many times, and it's an amazing thing. But it's right on the end, and if you see pictures of the the Tiananmen Square, at one end you'll see a massive photograph on a wall of Mao Zedong, uh, and that that is on the wall of the Forbidden City when you see it. So um, in 1989, on June 4, the, the uh, demonstration had gone on for a couple of days. And there had been speech after speech, singing, speeches, all kinds of stuff, chanting, that, that, all that kind of stuff. And so finally the government uh, got fed up, and there was a guy named Li Ping. 
P-E-N-G-L-I-P-E-N-G, and he now is known, although he's been dead for a number of years, he's no, he's known as the Butcher of Beijing. And uh, so it just so happened, you know, I wasn't that tuned in back into what was going on world in the world, but I I heard about Tiananmen Square, but I didn't think much about it. I didn't know where, you know, I didn't know who's who in the zoo. So I, but I got involved in smuggling Bibles uh, about a year before, or six months before. I was flying back from uh, India, and I stopped into Hong Kong to meet some people there. And that were smuggling Bibles from Hong Kong into mainland China. So I wanted to learn how they did it. So I did that for a week. Then I came back and we started bringing teams from California. And so we used to just bring, go across the border. And then we met a guy that said, let's, I want to take you by train. We're going to go overnight train, sleeper train. We'll go to Beijing and uh, we'll drop them up there. So we went up there and we stayed in a, uh, a very nice hotel, very inexpensively. Back then, people were all riding bicycles, hardly any cars on the road, millions of bicycles, all one color, black. And when we got to the hotel, he said, look up on the wall. And they were concrete <clears throat> walled hotels. And up on the wall, there were like pock marks, where, I don't know how they got there, but he said, those are bullet holes up there. And when they came in to clear off Tiananmen Square, they brought in line after line of tanks and flamethrowers, and they burnt people to death and shot people, and thousands of people died. But some of the shots were errant shots, and they they collided with hotels. So I stayed up there, and uh, and that was my first trip to Tiananmen Square. It was just down the street from where we stayed in this very nice hotel. And um, at that time, there weren't that many tourists going all the way up into China, That, even though it had been open for a number of years after Richard Nixon got got them to open the country up. So this was like about 19, well, let's see, this was in June of 1989 this happened. And so um, we're commemorating on June 4, which is uh, just passed. You're, you may be listening to this on June 5. But uh, essentially, uh, the the Chinese government today 2021 is forbidding anybody from uh, memorializing the Tiananmen Square event. Now, when it happened, now some of you younger people may not realize this or under connect the dots, but in 1989, when I first started going to China, there was uh, no internet communication or mass communication for the Chinese communist people. People in the country didn't even know that thousands of people had been murdered by their own government. We did in the in the West because there were some Western and uh, foreign uh, news people in the in the city that and they they actually smuggled. In fact, I have a large photograph graph of a t- of we call him Tank Man. He's a little Chinese guy, and he walked out where all these tanks are parading one behind another in single file. And he walks out and stops them single-handedly. And he's called the Tank Man. It's a famous photo. Well, some of these foreign journalists got the word out that they had just, their own government murdered all kinds of their own people. And so uh, June 4 is usually in Hong Kong, which used to be run by the British up until about 1997, I think, or 96 or 97. They turned it back over to the communists. But uh, they used to have a demonstration, uh, a peaceful demonstration to memorialize uh, the loss, grieve the loss of those pro-democracy students 
uh, every year in Hong Kong. So now they are forbidding that. Since the communist Chinese have moved into Hong Kong, even though it was one country, they called it two systems, one country, uh, Hong Kong was going to be left to be capitalist, and people could fly in there and, and uh, not have to get a bunch of different visas, but you do have to have a major visa to get up into mainland China. So there was one country, two systems. But when they started to have these riots during the Trump administration, they, there was all these pro-democracy riots. And the reason they did that is they felt emboldened by by a, a U.S. president that would support them. And uh, But what the communists did is came down, they shut down those riots. They arrested people, beat up people, raped women, young, young uh, protesters, female protesters. And uh, now they're saying that no one is going to be al- allowed to uh, protest. And nobody protests like the Chinese can protest. They, they put on a, a, a legit protest. So what they're asking people on June 4 to do is wherever they are at 8 p.m. at night, whether they're up in a high rise or whether they're out in the park or wherever they are to stop what they're doing and light a candle at 8 p.m. That should be something to see in Hong Kong. And they also want people on June 4, uh, all throughout Hong Kong, to dress in black or mourning. So June 4, every Chinese person in Hong Kong that's supportive of the those that died on June 4, 1989, they want them to dress in black. And they want, they said, write, you know, with a pen or a marker on your light switch, 6-4 or backslash 4, and so every time you go to flick on the light, it remind you of the loss uh, of those that people gave their lives for freedom. You know, a lot of people have been taking freedom for granted in the United States, and uh, they've rightly considered it free. Free. Freedom's free. Doesn't cost a thing. Don't have to do anything for it. Don't have to vote. Don't have to put out a flag. Don't have to support the right causes. Don't have to turn people in when they do the wrong thing. And... Um, you can just get it for free. Those days are over. And the Asian people know very well uh, what it costs to be free. So right now, I've been in contact with Vietnam almost on a daily basis. But uh, Vietnam right now, they have shut down every business in the nation except for banks and supermarkets or stores. All the shops of Vietnam, if you've ever been to Vietnam, there's just millions of little tiny shops and you know, people selling stuff along the road, uh, vendors, cooks, uh, all kinds of stuff, uh, nail shops. It's just amazing. I don't know how people are living over there or how they're even eating, but uh, they, they've they had most most of the year, they've been, some businesses have been shut down all, all 16 months. But now they've literally gone, uh, one of my friends who runs a business in uh, Saigon, small business, a salon type business, you know, uh, hair, uh, makeup, nails, that all that kind of stuff. And they just said, finally, they just said, you know, there was no bit, no, there weren't many customers anyway, because people weren't out on the street. They were claiming, you know, they bought into all this COVID nonsense. And so they finally just said, shut your doors. And that that's communism. And so what we got a taste of here in the last 16 months with Dr. Liu our health officer is communism. That's just straight communism. The terms they use were communistic lockdowns, uh, standing separate. You can't talk to people. You have to stand separate. You have to, you have, you know, they tell you how to stand in line. Uh, all those 
militaristic uh, manage things. Uh, in fact, I just uh, a guy that I know over there is from Seattle, Washington. He's stuck in Vietnam. He's supposed to actually leave Vietnam and come back in and get a different type of visa, but they can't let him leave because of COVID. And uh, basically, he just describes uh, the, that they're going door to door and uh, getting very hard nosed about uh, staying in your house. So, pretty intense. So that's uh, that's what's going on. So this is uh, on. If you want to remember the Tank Man, you can look it up uh, on DuckDuckGo or something. Read read up on Tank Man. It's pretty inspiring. Nobody really knew knows what became of him. He probably was killed by the communists. And uh, but uh, you might watch on YouTube or some bit shoot or something on uh, the results. There'll probably be millions and millions of candles lit at eight o'clock at night on uh, in Hong Kong. And I'm, let's see. No, let's see. What would it be? It should be 15 hours ahead of us. So. I'll have to think about it. That might be happening right now, uh, since right now on my time it's, uh, let's see, five, nine. Oh, yeah, it's already happened. It's already happened over there now because they're 15 hours ahead of us. Okay, because I'm, I'm doing this. At, we're about 10 o'clock here tonight, so that would be, uh, they've already done it, and so hopefully somebody uh, recorded it and they'll put it up on, it's going to be powerful uh, because it's a beautiful city and maybe one of the most beautiful cities in the world, the cleanest cities, most modern cities in the world, and uh, pretty cool, pretty cool place. Okay, so uh, I wanted to, we got about seven minutes here in this segment, I want to read a, uh, a post that someone did out in Wheatland, California, that's a small rural area just south of, uh, south part of Yuba County. Yuba County is one of 58 counties. So this is a, a, a parent of an eighth-grade student. She says, Hello, Bear River eighth-grade parents. Does anybody else have a student that has struggled with learning and school during COVID and is now not being allowed to walk for the graduation ceremony? In other words, get to go up on stage, right? My son has been in academic intervention for at least an an hour a day for as long as I can remember. In other words, you understand this is a new term to me, this academic intervention. So that's extra help after hours, right? So she said, my son's been involved in needing extra help for for hour a day for as long as I can remember. When COVID started, however, not only was in-person learning stopped, but also his academic intervention services changed drastically. Now, instead of having an entire hour after school a few days a week or an entire class period each day, academic intervention via Zoom was offered on Mondays only for just 45 minutes to one hour. And that's all you got for the whole week. One hour. The lady or the person, I don't know if it was a lady or a guy, this, per- this past year and a half has been hard on all our kids. Children I know that are typically very good students were struggling. Now these kids ha- who have struggled all year with learning and have failing grades are not being allowed to participate in the graduation ceremony. They're still getting promoted to high school. Now this is interesting. They, they aren't... They aren't um, they have a failing grade. 
So they, they are not going to honor them with a graduation certificate or let them walk across the stage. But they're, they're not going to get to stay in, in, as eighth graders again. They're not going to redo the year. They're going to push them forward as freshmen. So the, she says they're still getting promoted to high school with failing grades, but the administration is choosing to punish these kids by not letting them walk. We have a small group of parents that think this is very unfair and that our children have been through enough. I agree totally. I think they've been through way too much. Given the current circumstances of the world and all these kids have lost already this past school year, it would be nice for them to have this one last experience not be ruined. She says, please PM me. Or he does, however, I didn't see who wrote it. If your child is in the same situation, you'd like to join us in making their graduation ceremony a good memory instead of a shameful one. I totally agree with this. Now, teachers, I'm you know, it's interesting. Government employees got the year off, a lot of them. And what I meant by that, I'm, I'm not saying that they didn't do a thing. I'm saying they didn't, they didn't accomplish jack. When you're working at home, don't tell me you're as effective as you are in the office. You're less disciplined. You're less focused. And a lot of you are up to foolishness at home. And the fact you, you cannot tell me, you know, it's interesting. The teaching profession is the only profession that is not held accountable for outcomes. You get a bad burger at a restaurant, you, you're going to hold them accountable. Probably you're going to ask for your money back or ask for a different burger, right? Somebody makes you something or builds you something or paints something for you or works on your house or works on your car and they don't produce and don't do it properly, proper outcome. You get your tooth worked on or you get you get an operation or you get something going on. And it doesn't work out. You're coming back, right? You're coming back. And so but teachers get a pass. It's all about communist unions and the teachers are shamefully. They should have worked extra overtime trying to help these kids through this terrible situation. Kids could not. I've, I've caught, I've talked in this case, I've not done any scientific s survey, but I don't go out and run with teenagers, but I run, I cross paths with them all the time. And I talked to them about this last year and I have not found anybody that thought they just knocked the thing out of the park. Most of them I find are, are, were doing okay or were doing really well until they had to do the zoom thing. And then they failed the distance learning. Now this, the kids had nothing to do with this. This was all about Dr. Lou and, and uh, governor Newsom. There were entire nations that did not close schools. There were, there were, uh, Certain states that did not close schools. This was a decision of our local officials to close these schools. And now we're blaming the kids for it and jerking them around. And, uh, and the fact is that the, I'm told that the Ed Code, Education Code of California, gives leeway to go ahead and send people across the stage with, I don't know whether they do cap and gown or whatever they do for eighth grade, to graduate on for, to high school, but to to jerk people around that failed this entire nutso management. 
If anybody, I would like to hear from anybody that thinks that the government did a good job locally on managing this whole affair, schools, people, everything. I think it's been a total disaster. I think it's been a cop-out that the unions have tried to undermine. Nobody's been interested in the kids. I, listen, I've been on the, the county school board, and I'd go through months of school board meetings, and no one would bring up a kid in, in the meeting. We'd just talk about policies and money and lawsuits, and right? And th- there isn't a concern for kids. The trustees have nothing to do. The trustees are not picking the curriculums. That curriculum's coming from the state of California. The only way we're going to reform this system is to get out of it and start your own system. If you want to sacrifice your kids on the altar of these communist schools, teaching your kids about critical race theory, transgenderism, they might be any number of, of sexual identities, uh, abortion's okay, the, it's not really a baby anyway, they came from a monkey, uh, you know, somehow, whether they drink a soda out of a can, they're going to kill the earth. It's just a bunch of nonsense. Most of what's taught is just absolutely drivel. It's just drivel. And you could teach your kid more in a half day than spending full days at school. There are ways to sort that out. We'll talk about it maybe later. We got to, we're finishing our third segment. Be right back. focus a bit more on the circumstances surrounding the death of Jeffrey Epstein now. The official coroner ruled it a suicide, but there are a number of others who doubt that explanation, including our next guest, Dr Cyril Wecht, a forensic pathologist with 60 years' experience. Dr Wecht, welcome to the programme. As someone who's been involved with prisons and prison reform for a very long time, what did you make of the court case involving the two guards? I think this is a a cop-out situation for everybody. I believe that they decided not to proceed with disciplinary action, suspension, or termination of the guard's employment because uh, their attorneys would have fought this and they would have gotten into details and had to have discussed the entire situation, the environment in which Jeffrey Epstein was found dead. So this is one of those deals where... They, everybody walks away, and there's no further discussion oh. for public disclosure. And uh, these two guys walk away, 100 hours of community service, like some kind of minor drug offense, and will never learn why, uh, just 15 feet away, as they sat from the prison cell uh, of Epstein, that they failed to notice anything, why they failed uh, to check on him every 30 minutes, as they were supposed to do. We'll never know that. So everything continues to be covered up. You're clearly not satisfied with the outcome. What would you have liked to have seen happen? What I would have liked to have seen happen was, not uh, because I want to be uh, harsh on these guards, but I would have liked to have heard their explanation. How is it that you failed to do your job? You knew uh, the person you were dealing with. You knew the importance of uh, this individual. Uh, Your prison had housed uh, some major figures, Chaparral and Gotti, John Gotti, the mafia king uh, here at your prison. This isn't some cockamamie uh, two-cell uh, prison 
in uh, West Overshoe, uh, Wyoming. This is a major prison. How come you did not do this? How come the camera was not working in the cell? How come the camera wasn't working outside the cell? How come all of this was not handled in, in the most basic and simplistic of fashion? That's what I would like to have seen. Dr. Wecht, uh, clearly you're extremely suspicious about what happened, as are a lot of people. Do you have any personal feeling, inclination about why this was so incompetently handled? Yes, I do. I think it's part of the entire uh, sham operation. Uh, who's in ultimate control? I don't know. And it isn't like one person is sitting up there uh, controlling strings onto puppets. The word goes on, the message goes out, many people become involved, and then it's a follow-up, as we have seen with other matters of great importance, like in this country with the JFK mm. and RFK and MLK assassinations. This so that's what I believe. I believe that it's a cover-up, and uh, that's why Epstein was never going to be allowed to live and come in to testify. You're talking about a case that involves a prince in your country, the former president in our country, former governor, a U.S. senator, major figures, uh, high-level financiers. You're talking about serious matters. Yes. Uh, yes. And there's no way in which this was going to be allowed to be presented in an open forum uh, with interrogation and cross-examination of various witnesses by skilled attorneys. What's it going to take to, to break this conspiracy of silence? The only thing that remains as a possibility is the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. That's scheduled to take place later this year. And so far, they've kept her alive. Um, let us see what happens. She can't work out, uh, it seems to me, any kind of a plea bargain at her age. Um, so what difference does it make if it's a 40-year sentence yeah. or a 20-year sentence? She's not likely to survive. So let us see. And, I, and, I, and I'm sure they're going to find a way to cover it up, but we'll see. Wow. That, that's an extraordinary um, prediction from a, a man with 60 years' experience. Do you think that she's going to make it to trial? <laughs> I think it would be um, too heavy a load for them to cover up if she somehow uh, inadvertently died or accidentally died or was murdered by another <clears throat> inmate. So uh, if she comes to trial, what possible... Uh, arrangement could have been made. I don't know. Um, as they say, uh, she's not a youngster. To go to jail for 10 or more years sure. is maybe you know, the end of her life. So let's see what and, happens. And a final question for you. Uh, you mentioned Glenn Maxwell. Uh, obviously, they're going to do Netflix and James Patterson are going to do another docuseries about her this time called Chasing Ghislaine. You were in the first one, uh, Filthy Rich. Can I ask, does any new information actually come to light? Is there any purpose and decent outcome from these docu-series? Well, um, Ghislaine Maxwell, um, I, I don't think, will know anything about the actual physical events in Jeffrey Epstein's prison cell that day. She can't shed light on that. But uh, by giving further background about the people involved, then if the authorities uh, really are serious about this, and they conduct a kind of investigation that should have been undertaken uh, following his death, um, asking people uh, and checking with every guard, such as should have been done now with these two guards, then maybe uh, we'll see. I, I, I don't want to be naive and uh, to be painfully, um, yeah. but realistically pessimistic 
I think somehow or another they'll finesse the whole thing. And the answer to your question is, I think, and it hurts me to say this, that we probably will never know the answer of the truth behind Jeffrey Epstein's death. It's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. with the education i've been thinking about i've got some kids names that aren't from here young people's names that were in school that killed themselves during this covid and uh, i would like to know if any of you have any stories about the difficulty your kid faced not not that he lost his life or took his life or whatever but if if you're uh, like one of the kid, one of the youngsters i was going to talk about was a a young man that uh, was doing normal, okay, before COVID, and and uh, he ended up overdosing on heroin, had fentanyl, and he died. And uh, his, his parents blamed the whole COVID fiasco for causing him to feel isolated and depressed. If you have a, a child that's had a really rough time, and I would never name any names, but if I would, I'm definitely interested in some stories that I will write about and talk about where kids have been abused by the government and by the schools. And if you want to, uh, you can text me 530-713-1838-530-713-1838. I will hold your name and number in confidence. Never mention the name of your child, but I do. I think there's a planned uh, burying and hiding of the facts of the damage that COVID did. And, and it's people all over town are talking about it that are willing to talk, but the government does not want to admit that they destroyed our community. And literally they did our communities in trouble, big time trouble. And, uh, so you can you can dial me up, text me, or you could email me at Lou L O U at NoHostagesRadio dot com. All right. Uh, oh, I was going to mention uh, two things. One is if you if you want help and you decide you're going to homeschool or you're looking for options, there's some ladies that have started an effort out at Church of Glad Tidings. They attend there, their families do. It's called Arrow Education, like a bow and arrow, Arrow Education. And they are working together to gather information and to be a a help to one another uh, to make sure the kids do well and that the parents do well. Uh, They also have a a kids camp they're running on Wednesday mornings from uh, 9 to 1230. And they take care of the kids, water, feed them, and a lot of fun activities, educational activities uh, right on the campus of Church of Glad Tidings. If you want to dip into that, it's every Wednesday morning uh, through August 25th. They just started. uh, They just started yesterday was the first day. So uh, so that's just some thoughts on uh, education. Here's one on uh, I've been remember I earlier today uh, I talked about I want to know if anybody is having trouble being harassed by businesses uh, 
uh, being forced, forcing people to make wear a mask or forcing employees to wear a mask or forcing um, vaccines. I'd like to know about it. So I want to tell you about my friend Peggy Hall, and she's down in Orange County. She's a very sharp researcher. She's retired from teaching teachers at the University of California, Irvine. So she lives down in Orange County, and through the whole COVID experience, she's been making one video after another that has really helped people. And her her, her website is thehealthyamerican.org, thehealthyamerican.org. Now, there's there's been a lot of discussion where people are being forced to do things. Uh, so she says here, many of you wonderful, healthy Americans sent me news articles today saying this is the news. Peggy, look at this. The EEOC changed the law. Employers can mandate vaccines. She says, well, that might be what the headline says. But when you read the second and third paragraph beneath the headlines. And please do so, you'll see the rest of the story. And the rest of the story clearly states that employers must accommodate employees who do not get the vaccine due to medical or religious exemptions. So you you can say to your employer, if they say everyone here must be vaccinated, you say, yes, maybe you have a right to do that, but I have a right to have a medical exemption or I have a right to have a religious exemption, right? So she says, here's what you need to know. Now, the, the best thing to do is go to thehealthyamerican.org backslash employee hyphen rights. Thehealthyamerican.org backslash employee hyphen rights, all one word. Now, here's a few bullet points that you should pay attention to. So the EEOC, that's a federal employment. Um, they work to keep employees from getting uh, fired uh, improperly or against discrimination. So the EEOC did not change the law, she said, because the EEOC does not make the law. Do you understand that? An agency cannot just make law, right? So they can't change the law, EEOC. Number two, the EEOC is a federal agency called the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC. Number three, the EEOC upholds federal non-discrimination laws. So if they're forcing you against your will or against your conscience to wear a mask, that's a that's a discrimination. Number four, the EEOC is on your side as an employee. That's their role. Number six, most importantly, the EEOC confirms and reaffirms the fact that employers must provide reasonable accommodations for those who do not want to be vaccinated, period. She said, I've done many, 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 many videos over the past COVID months. In fact, she said, I created an in-depth class on employee rights. I think this class on employee rights might cost $29. You can pay online. But it's all right there on online. You you will not find any better t- better teacher than Peggy Hall. I've seen her in person uh, once or twice. So she says, please watch my two latest videos uh, for the latest news on the EEOC. So on her we- on her website, there's all kinds of free videos, 
free. You just watch them. And then if you want a seminar where she teaches you and gives you all the paperwork, like you could file an action against your employer really easy. And you can file an action against somebody that's discriminating you against you uh, coming into their business. You can do that as well. There's ways to do that. But she explains that in a different format where maybe she'll do a two-hour talk where you'll pay something for it. So go to the healthyamerican.org backslash employee rights if you're if you're interested in that, or just go to the thehealthyamerican.org and you can look up whatever you want to look up. So uh okay. So you've probably heard they're begging and pleading people to take this immunization, right? And I heard a little bit of talk about Gavin Newsom. But the first guy to do this was a guy named Governor uh, DeWine, like wine with D-E on the front, of wine, Governor of wine, DeWine. So these guys are so desperate. It's amazing that people are so unsold on this vaccine or on this gene therapy. When, why would you ever put something funky in your body if 99. 8% of the time, you're going to survive it. Why would you do that? People just aren't very smart these days. So the recent press release for Ohio said, so literally what's happened is that these governors are, like we have businesses in the Yuba-Sutter area that are actually offering money to their employers, employees, to go get a, to go get a vaccination, up to $150 some of them. And so it's interesting. They'll pay their employee. Now, what's going to happen if one of those employees dies or gets ill or has a serious side effect or aborts a baby because of the vaccines on board? How's the employer going to handle that after they paid them? Would the employer pay them to stop smoking? Would the employer pay them to lose 150 pounds? It's so hypocritical, isn't it? They know that these vaccines aren't going to do any good. In fact, they're going to make people sick is what they're going to do. That's the whole goal all the way along. That's why uh, the product that's the, uh, the EO, ethylene oxide or whatever it is, on the end of those swabs, those PCR swabs, it's toxic. Why would they do that? Everything, everything is a risk and toxic. No, they're paying you and offering you like they paid some people some money to go along with, to not riot and throw an overthrow, do an overthrow of the government to go along with this COVID. Think it's only going to be a month or two. Did you ever think it was going to be 16 months? And what do you get? $600? I know some, it's just ridiculous. What'd they think people are going to live on? They tell them to just go home. Ohio's Vax-A-Million Contest, a public campaign designed to incentivize Ohio, Ohioans to get the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. It gained medical headlines after offering a $1 million weekly lottery. Now, where'd they get that money? You didn't have to buy a lottery ticket here. All you had to do is go get a shot, and they gave you a lottery ticket. So that million dollars they're giving out has no income attached to it. So they're just giving away a million dollars of tax, our taxpayer money, 
or Ohioans for what? For, to people inject themselves with poison? It's crazy. They'll have five winners for vaccinated Ohioans over 18. You got to be over 18 to get in on this one. However, the contest also offers Ohioans 12 to 17. This group is nearly, it's, no one gets sick in this group. But they're going to allow them to get vaccinated for a chance to win one of five four-year full-ride scholarships, including room and books, room and board, tuition and books, to any state university or university a college or university in Ohio. Is this crazy? Do you think that this, if, if this COVID was so dangerous, so contagious, and uh, and this vaccine was a bulletproof, wonderful vaccine. Do you think people, you'd have to pay people to take it? You'd have to negotiate with people. You'd have to try to force people. We're going to fire you if you don't take it. This is baloney, people. Can't you see this? Forcing you to do something? It's like putting a gun to a woman's head and saying, you're going to marry me, right? The vaccine uh, lottery was called Don't Roll Your Eyes at Ohio's Vaccine Lottery. Huh. It's an article. New York Times. It's a strategy to get his state vaccinated. Said we needed something to generate excitement and motivate those on the fence to get vaccinated now. He just says people aren't getting vaccinated. There's all kinds of statistics here and stuff I could tell you about, but I don't know. Said now nationwide children's hospital chief medical officer, Dr. Rustin Morse asserted during the first week that the lottery was diminishing vaccine hesitancy across the state. What's this guy, the top children, you're going to give this experimental vaccination or experimental gene therapy to children when they're, no, none of them even, even are, it's just like, Hey, there's this disease in the world. No one's getting it here, but let's just shoot all these chemicals in your system. DeWine claimed in his New York times article that the idea to create a million dollar lottery came about out of necessity, describing Ohioans pre-lottery motivations as mixed. Many couldn't wait to get vaccinated. Others were so opposed that we had no hope of convincing them. And there was a third group that did not have strong feelings about the vaccine either way. Many people were just not in a hurry. This was the group where I knew we had an opportunity. So anyway, now we got Gavin Newsom and the Babylon Bee made fun of it and, uh, they did an article said Newsom announces sweepstakes where five lucky winners get to move out of the state. That's how they would be talking in communist countries right now. We'll give five people. If you play along with us, we'll give these five. will get to actually leave China. I'm telling you, you need to get out and travel more. I'm not traveling right now either because of COVID. They're not letting me fly, but. The fact is, uh, when you see how these other countries are operating, it will scare you to death. But that's where we're headed. 
But Gavin Newsom also has a lottery. I, I talked about it last week, and they picked it up from DeWine. And it's interesting, you know, how they just decide that you're in so much danger as a taxpayer that they feel a total comfort and to spend your money on nonsense, on somebody that, that just wants to go. It's encouraging people to be unhealthy, and if you're unhealthy and you sign up, then you get a chance to win uh, part of millions of dollars. Incredible. All right, let me take a second here and mention a couple of people that are a big help are coming up on our fourth break here. Uh, let me mention uh, Monty Hecker. I saw Monty at the car show this weekend at the uh, 5:30 event center and got to see some of Monty's cars. Usually, I just talk about him on talk to him on the phone, but we got to chat together. And uh, Monty's running Elite Universal Security. And if you want to protect your stuff, the other day a guy I had a shovel out of water leak out in my front yard and had a shovel out there. Someone just stole my shovel, walked down the street, just grabbed my shovel. So uh, if you want to try to keep your stuff, your stuff, Monty Hecker is a guy that uh, can do that with his Elite Universal Security. They operate all over the North State, from below Sacramento all the way up to Oregon, and do all kinds of work for government, for farmers, for business people, for homeowners. They help solve their problems when they're they're having break-ins and crazy stuff going on. Also, if you're looking for a job, they're, they got openings, and they will train you. Think, oh, I don't know anything about that job. I, you know, I, I need a job, but I, I don't know anything. If you have a great attitude and you're not a thief, you're a good person, uh, they will train you. They need a person that believes in hard work and being, being a person of honor and devotion, loyalty. And uh, they will hire you and make, make a security person out of you, okay? So uh, also, uh, I want to mention uh, Dave Greenitz Construction, and uh, Dave is continuing to knock out home after home after home, putting up new kitchens and new bathrooms, and and then uh, posting them on his GreenitzConstruction.com site and on Dave Greenitz Construction uh, uh, Facebook site. So that's Greenitz, Green with E-T-Z on the end, GreenitzConstruction.com. So you can reach him off any of those platforms. You can email him. You can do a lot of things. But but instead of me saying, oh, they're cool, oh, this is modern, oh, it's really hot, it's it's beautiful, just go look at it. Just go. You don't have to go anywhere. You just look at it online. And if you like the concept, you know, that may not be the exact idea or colors you would want, but what you look for is quality, right? Good taste, quality. And uh, then give them a call, or you could dial them up at 530-682-9602. That's 530-682-9602. So Dave doesn't have a big office staff. You're liable to get the big kahuna answer in the phone or just like that. Or uh, I do say that he calls back quickly. And finally, the plumbing doctor. Um, actually, we use one of the other businesses that Ted Holmes runs besides the plumbing doctor, and that's Liftoff Flooring. If you have a business where you need to pop up all the flooring, uh, they have machines that will just pop the tile up and pop the uh, floor, the carpet up and, you know, asbestos tile. Whatever you got down there, you need to get up and smooth the concrete out or make it smooth and polished. They can do it at liftoff flooring. But also the plumbing doctor run by the same guy. 
same family, uh, 671-9111. If you've got water problems or you can't get water, you need water, or you need it to go the right direction, you can dial them up at 530-671-9111, and they will get to you. If you really need it bad, they can come out and help you on the weekends or in the middle of the night. So uh, we're getting ready here to take a, a break here at the fourth segment. we got two segments to go. And we got lots to talk about, and uh, we do that. I'm going to get me a fresh shot of iced tea, which it's smoking outside right now in California, north of California. It's like funky around here. All right, so we'll pause this, and we'll be right back. My baby, don't stand no cheating, my baby. Oh, yes, you don't stand no cheating, my baby. Oh, yes, you don't stand no cheating. She don't stand none of that midnight creeping, my baby. Hi there. I'm a mom, and I'll be voting in this upcoming presidential election. And I'm also an idiot. I'm an idiot because I vote purely on feelings and emotion. I'm oblivious to party platforms and the real issues at hand, and I have no knowledge of policy whatsoever. Lots of people are talking about China as a huge concern. <laughs> I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Because uh, I, I'm an idiot. I am completely unaware that the Chinese Communist Party and Chinese companies now control ports in almost every major country in the world. The Chinese Communist Party is literally taking over Hollywood in order to push Chinese Communist propaganda. But I, I, I don't know any of this. Because I'm an idiot. I am completely unaware of China's monopoly on the world's supply of medicine. If China decided to shut down exports of medicine and other key ingredients, hospitals in the United States would shut down within a matter of months. The Chinese Communist Party has also been stealing our intellectual property for decades. Decades. You see, I have no clue that the policies that push for products to be made in America, the policies that push for American independence, the policies that push for the cybersecurity and protection of America, directly protect my children and their future. But you see, I, I, I don't know any of this because I vote on feelings and emotions and I vote how the women on The View tell me to vote <laughs> because I'm an idiot. I'm Kyle Mann and I'm vaccinated. I'm Ethan Nicole and I'm not. This is the Babylon Bee News Desk. As Sesame Street continues to educate children on how the world works in this day and age, the show has introduced a character who is blamed for all the world's problems, Todd, a Muppet who's a white male. Being sensitive to kids' needs, but also wanting to not hide the realities of this world, the show tackled the controversial topic of hate crimes. Take a look. It's bad when a person hurts another person because of the color of their skin. And no matter what the skin color of the attacker is, it's Todd's fault. Oh, oh man. Good one, Todd. The episode received quite a bit of backlash from conservatives and people named Todd. 
In typical Hollywood fashion, the producers responded by not responding at all, and instead doubled down on the character. Take a look. Why aren't there homeless people? That's a good question, Elmo. Is it a complicated mix of factors, ranging from poor government infrastructure, along with individual responsibility? No, it's because of White Todd. Boy, oh boy, I'm sorry. Good God, Todd. Thank you, Sesame Street, for raising our children right. Uh, I'm getting some breaking news. Despite being a fictional character and a Muppet, Todd has been canceled simply for being white. Sounds like Todd is about to make a statement. Let's check that out. Whoops, sorry. Powerful words from a piece of felt. In other news, the CDC has announced that vaccinated people can now punch unvaccinated people in the face. Okay. I think we're happening here. All right. I had to go get me some iced tea. It's like hot out tonight. Been so smoking up here and got 106, 108, something like that. In fact, I went to the post office. I get some of my mail at the post office, and um, the veterans were out there <clears throat> collecting uh, donations and giving away the poppies and and uh, decals and all kinds of stuff. And those guys were gnarly, man. They they had this little, I think they had a little tent over them, but it was so hot, and it was the sun was setting. It's like 5 o'clock at night in front of Marysville Post Office, and it was so, it was blistering. I thought, you guys go home. Just like, come on, man, they're Vietnam bats. And I, I was so proud of them, but they were, uh, they were out there weathering the storm. Uh, or weathering the the storm of heat, it was just like it was like melting, melting stuff. It was crazy out there. So uh, way to go, guys, being out there supporting the cause. VFW and uh, American Legion, all those people do great work. I wanted to talk a, a minute about Black Lives Matter, and um, I think when Black Lives Matter first started up, or when the locals, it's been going on for years actually, but. It hasn't really got down to the local level, and there's a little lo some local people wanting to identify with the fact that it's not fair for a black person to die as if they're any different than a white person or a yellow person or whatever you want to call the flavors. <clears throat> so a bunch of people got stirred up, walked around. Police tried to help them get the protesting out of their system. But they really, the local people didn't do anything to damage anything. They just wanted to talk their stuff. And so, but in other areas, like in Sacramento and other other communities, Black Lives Matter destroyed cities. And Black Lives has been threatening Church of Glad Tidings over some of the events that have been happening up there. So uh, that's just the nature of the organization. The Black Lives Matter has not been shy about uh, strutting what they stand for. They stand for communism. They stand for Marxism. They stand for overthrowing of capitalist society. Now, uh, they they are uh, against charter schools. You they have their entire agenda posted online. They are not hiding out. They are a fraud group. Their money, a lot of their money that was given went to the Democrat National Committee. Donations to Black Lives Matter. Every time a black person died, they would say 
give money to Black Lives Matter. <clears throat> they are communist. They want a communist school system. So uh, it's it. You, you ever wonder? You know, I went to Yuba College for one year, then I transferred out to a state college. But uh, we, you know, some of my friends played ball out there. We went to school out there. It was kind of like a you know a, the local campus, right? Junior college. And uh, some of our coaches actually taught out there and that we played athletics for. So it was real troubling when I drive down the freeway on 99 uh, and see the electronic reader board where the Sutter campus for Yuba College is sitting on the highway. And it says, we believe in Black Lives Matter or something to that effect. And then it struts something about we're against Asian hate or persecution Asian or something, something about Asians. And I just thought, you know, can't you guys, you know, the college is to represent everybody, uh, not, not some communist group. And my hunch is that the black lives matter. People aren't contributing a nickel to Yuba college bills that are getting paid. In fact, they didn't. It doesn't even look like they're putting any money into Yuba College and the Linda campus. But in fact, the Sutter campus, the signs are actually the letters are falling off the front of the building. It all already looks bad. It's a brand new multi-bajillion-dollar building. Now, to it's an insult to our community to put Black Lives Matter on that board. So this article is about the the Black Lives Matter leader of the St. Paul, Minnesota leader says he quit because he, when you got on the inside of it, he had the honesty and the integrity to see it was rotten to the core. And he said that black lives matter is racist against black children over charter schools. Now, listen, people, if you're not willing to look into things and take a stand on it, you're just going to get rolled over and there's not much to do to help you. I don't even know why you'd want to listen to this show. But the founder of Black Lives Matter in, in St. Paul, Minnesota, said left wing, the left-wing organization engages in a form of racism because it opposes school choice. Now, who loses when we lose on school choice? Minority kids. Rayshard Turner, who the fellow that's being interviewed, he left the organization. He released a video on May 26 saying he he learned the ugly truth about the that the group operates and claimed that they had little concern for rebuilding black families and they cared even less about improving the quality of education for students in Minneapolis. In a June 2 interview with Fox News, he said Black Lives Matter publicly signaled opposition to school charter schools, which according to Rayshard was a direct attack on black families and on black children. Black Lives Matter has been co-opted by teachers' unions. Listen to what this guy says. This, this is a major player in Black Lives Matter. He says, the organization has been co-opted by teachers' unions, specifically at the national level. I've been saying this for years. The average teacher... Most of them are pretty decent people, and they're hardworking, and they're they are patriots. But at the at the top of the union uh, hierarchy are communists. Uh, 
The teachers union, specifically at the national level, he says, the American Federation of Teachers, and here locally in Minnesota, Education uh, Minnesota, it's called Minnesota Education Minnesota, Turner, Rayshard Turner said, these teachers union own the Democrats. They own BLM. And teachers unions, in my opinion, they kill our children's hopes and dreams. So if we're thinking about black children doing what's best for black families, we have to start with education. Black Lives Matters and the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, NAACP as we call it, in 2016, both publicly called for a moratorium on charter schools, which received significant pushback at the time. Uh, he, Turner says, I'll, te- I, I'll tell you, there's not one black family in my neighborhood here in St. Paul that has said, hey, we don't want that money to follow our child. Anyone who's in opposition to cho- school choice, charter schools, you're right. I'd say they're a racist because we know that charter schools are creating opportunities. We know that that money that is supposed to be educating our children. His comments come amid criticism of Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors over her finances and real estate holdings. She owns four, five, six houses now, along with her partner. Cullors last month announced that she would be departing the organization but described the move as a planned arrangement while denouncing reports about her extensive real estate portfolio. I mean, these people can't cover this up. She bought a house in Topanga Canyon, which is a famous part, ritzy part of L.A. uh, rural area, and where about 1% or 2% of the people in in that whole development are black people. And why, if, if it's Black Lives Matter and you hate white people, why are you moving in with them? It's just, it just a, an, an amazing phenomenon that, that just ma- doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, all right, here, let me just go on down here and see what else. Here's what I wanted to talk about. This guy writes in the 20th century... By the way, I was going to play a clip, and I got so discouraged by the clip, I couldn't even play it. They were interviewing young people like they do on beaches and stuff, like what's the significance of Memorial Day, and do you know what World War II was about, and who were the countries that fought each other in World War II? The, uh, I was embarrassed to tears for the kids I'm talking about 20-somethings that they were interviewing. It was, I was embarrassed that they were Americans. A, a kid in Vietnam in the fifth grade could be sh- is sharper than that. These kids are purposely dumbed down. They are, they are like, I think that chimpanzee would score higher on a test. It was so disgusting, I, I didn't have a heart to even play it. It's embarrassing. So the guy says, in the 20th century, three of the most horrifying events in in mankind's history took place. What do you think they are when when I say that? What comes to mind? Well, let's start with the genocide by the Nazis against the Jews, right? In which six million people, totally innocent people, were cruelly tortured and murdered out of sheer evil, racism, and mental illness. 
I just saw this documentary on this gal who's a surviving twin of, of a small, tiny twins. Uh, they were just uh, toddlers when they were taken by the Nazis away from their parents, and they just injected them, inject, injected them, just like they're doing now, injecting us, injecting us. And they're going to inject us again next year, and they're going to inject us again next year. And they injected these little twins, and she told what, what had happened to them and how the, uh, you know, they were just playing with, them, with chemicals. Sheer evil, racism, and mental sickness, he said. When it was over, for the first time in 2,000 years, the Jews got their own country, their own defense forces, including nuclear weapons and the best air force on the earth. In the first half of the 20th century, the second event, Stalin, mass murderer of Russia, murdered 30 million innocent men, women, and children out of pure evil. In the midst of this and in the midst of Israel, Intellectuals of the Western world praised Stalin and his system. What system is that? Communism? I find it interesting. Intellectuals want to talk a big thing about how we all need to be communists, but they, they could just move over there and live there and not wait. They like the benefits of capitalist system, but then they always want to trash the hand that feeds them. The intellectuals considered Stalin's people the wave of the future and had huge influence in Hollywood and New York, and they dominated publishing and movies in Broadway. Those who de dared to defy them were smeared and, and are still being smeared. And after the communists uh, under Mao Zedong seized power in China in several different ways of homicidal insanity, Mao murdered 100 million people. Do you even get that? They, they murdered people. They didn't, this wasn't a fight. They murdered people. Stalin murdered 30 million. And then they fought a bloody war in Korea against the U.S., this guy writes, it, it's looking more and more as if China created and unleashed upon the world a virus that has killed millions of innocent people. Where's this going to end? Another event to just kill innocent people. You think about the children of our community, totally innocent. They didn't ask for this. They didn't get to vote on this. They're not going to be able to lobby their legislators. They just got sucked into this and, and got blamed for this. We got divorces off the charts, restraining orders off the charts, people not getting along, people killing each other, people hanging themselves, stabbing themselves, cutting their own throat, laying down in front of trains, overdosing on fentanyl. No one wants to take responsibility. What, am I supposed to take responsibility for all these people doing this? I didn't have, I, didn't, I wasn't on the decision making. I was trying to turn people away, not do it. Just now, just a little bit now, people in high office in our country and in the West are calling on Red China. Hey, 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 can we send some investigators over to determine where this started? No, you can't do that. No. What do you think? We, we're just not going to let you in our country. Even our, our, our country in America is flooded with Chinese spies, thicker than it flees on a dog.
Mao said himself that a hundred million dead Chinese would just be a footnote in our history. Isn't that interesting? You don't think there's a difference between Judeo-Christian founded countries and communist countries? They don't have any value on human life. They'll, they'll electrocute you to death, torturing you. They will cut off your genitals. They will jam stuff up under your fingernails. They will hang you upside down. These people are gnarly. These are people are gnarly folks. They will abduct you off. The, you don't get a trial of your peers. What, do you think you're going to go over there and finally fall in love with the Constitution and try to convince them you have some kind of rights? You don't have any rights in these countries. None of them. They just tell you, hey, not only, you know, if, if you've been used to flying and you can't fly right now, whoop-de-doo. They tell you you can't leave your house and you can't leave your city. And they're in the, at any place you're, the route's out of the city, they have them blocked off. You ain't going anywhere. Said Mao said, no big deal, 100 million people. It's like not even a footnote. If that many people died in the U.S., it would end the country. That's a third of our population, folks. Do you think the U.S. Army would kill off a third of the population? Something to think about. Something to think about. Think they'd put us in camps? They got them built. You, you saw the camps they have on the border for the uh, illegal aliens coming, right? Do you remember them designing those and building those under Trump? They didn't because Obama built them, but Trump got blamed every single day. Oh, Trump, 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 Trump. Oh, he's, he's have all these. He was getting rid of them. He was sending everybody back. They don't belong here. Let me talk about grand theft. China is stealing us blind. We can't even find containers to send products out of our country because China is sending stuff so fast that when it lands over here and is emptied, they just tell them to load the containers back on a ship. They will pay for the empties to come back to China. They will pay the, the shipper just as if they shipped full loads back to China. What that means is they get to ship faster out of their country. Number two, they stop exports out of our country. You think, President Trump wasn't valuable in his position about putting pressure on China to pay its own way. You just don't understand how the geopolitical situation works in the world. Who are these gang of thieves? The gang in question is the government of a country with a population four times out of the United States has a booming gross domestic pro product second only to America's and a totalitarian political system with global ambitions. It'd be one thing. You know, I find it interesting. People that they want to have a certain type of living arrangement, they want to have that. It's free world, right? They can do that over in their country however much they want. But then they always want to export it and take over the world. That's just evil, Right? 
That's just evil. The country is the People's Republic of China or Communist China, and the organization responsible for its policies is the Chinese Communist Party. Now, how are they doing this? America, this is interesting, America's economic edge has always depended upon its research and development skills. And because of the spirit of innovation and freedom, uh, we just, you know, when there's freedom and when there's encouragement to explore and, and, uh, and you know, there's encouragement for that, not like jealousy and stuff. We come up with some amazing ideas. But if, if uh, China succeeds in stealing our nation's intellectual s- secrets, the edge will soon disappear. But they don't have the same edge in discoveries that we do. We'll be right back for our final segment. Yo, man. Yo. Open up, man. Yo, what you want, man? My constituents just caught me. You let them catch you? I don't know how I let this happen. Wait, where? The place next door, you know? Wait, I thought you ordered all the restaurants to close, man. I don't know what to do. Just say it wasn't you. All right. Voter came in and they called me red-handed, eating at the place next door. Were there a lot of people there? Picture this, it was not that vacant, like a hundred peeps or more. How could I? Creatures, rules do not apply to us. We are the leaders. Voters can't be trusted to be indoor eaters. They are more contagious after all their mouth breathers. Just tell them it's important to follow all the law. How any violation might kill a grandma. Why you do what you want, even pardoning laws. Mr. Mayor, how would you prefer your foie gras? Donated. Sir, we saw you at a party. It wasn't me. Eating at the French laundry. It wasn't me. You even had the clam chowder. It wasn't me. Sir, we got you on camera. It wasn't me. You said we can't be super spreading. It wasn't me. So I missed my brother's wedding. It wasn't me. You jailed a barber for hairdressing. Wait, I have a wedding. This is getting upsetting. Photo came and then they got me red-handed, eating at the place next door. Just sat here trying to work through trying to get back to the country I was born in. Um, so number one, you need a PCR test 72 hours before you fly. Okay, that's one. Number two, you need to have a passenger locator form filled in, but you're not allowed to fill that passenger locator form in until 48 hours before you land in the UK. And you're supposed to have it printed out and have it saved on your phone. On the passenger locator form, you have to have a code sent to you by your proof of COVID testing on day two and eight of landing into country, which you have to have bought prior to trying to board your plane, but with the 72 hour COVID test, and then update that information 48 hours before you land in the UK. And that's just some of the stuff you need. That's before we start on a passport and a visa and all the rest of it. 
that's just some of the stuff you need to try to get back to the country I was born in from the country we're supposed to have a special relationship where neither side have any real issue with any COVID cases whatsoever. If this isn't all about making it just as freaking difficult as they possibly can and to chase the heart and soul out of anyone wishing to go anywhere and make it such that you only ever stay in your country from now on, then I don't know what is. Plus, of course, the financial burden they're putting on people because the sum total of all of this is about $350, $400. Absolute freaking madness. I mean, I watch these infomercials late at night. If it gets late enough, the products start to look good to me. I have actually found myself sitting there thinking, you know, I don't think I have a knife that can cut through a shoe. I don't think any of my knives are good enough to cut through shoes. I'm going to get this knife and cut my shoes up. That seems pretty good. I think the dumbest thing you can think late at night is, you know, I'm going to get this thing and get in shape. You know, it's like three in the morning, you got potato chip crumbs on your shirt there. You got one eye open, one sock hanging off of the foot. You go, yeah, I'm going to start working out with this thing. I'm going to order this thing. This is all I need to get in shape. This is a fantastic device. Rip off. Can't stop getting ripped off. We're going to get ripped off. We think we're not. We think we're very clever. We think we're going to foil the crooks. You know, we go to the beach, go in the water, put your wallet in the sneaker. Who's going to know? What criminal mind could penetrate this fortress of security? I put it down by the toe. They never look there. They check the heels. They move on. Well, you have a movie TV set in the backseat of your car, then you gotta leave the car on the street for a few minutes, so you put a sweater over the TV. It's a couple of sweaters, that's all. One of them is square with an antenna coming out of it. So feeble, the things we come up with, the foil crooks. You know, the, like the wanted posters at the post office. You're, you're there, you got your package. You're trying to mail something. This guy's wanted in 12 states. Yeah, now what? Okay. You know, I checked the guy standing in line behind me. If it's not him, that's pretty much all I can do. Why don't they just hold on to this guy when they're taking his picture? So it says here, in the past, communist China occupied itself primarily with feeding, housing, and satisfying the material demands of its people. Because in a communist country, they don't produce as much as we do. Because it's all centrally managed. People don't have an incentive to work hard or innovatively. Today, communist China spends much of its time and money calculating how to stand... Um, above the world, at the, at the top of the heap. 
Uh, it is prepared to do whatever necessary to become the world's leading superpower, including engaging in global campaign of economic espionage. That's stealing other people's stuff. So the, Christopher Ray is the current head of the FBI. I don't like Christopher Ray. I think he's corrupt. But he says of 5,000 active FBI counterintelligent cases, there's 5,000 active cases right now, approximately half of them deal with China alone. Can you imagine 5,000 cases, 2,500 involving China stealing from the U.S.? 60% of the Bureau's trade secret cases involve China. Right now, Beijing is working to compromise American healthcare organizations, pharmaceutical companies, and academic institutions conducting critical COVID-19 research. In 2019, U.S. members of CNBC, uh, their global CFO council, were asked if their company doing business in China had recently been the victims of intellectual property theft. One-fifth of them said yes. Council members included several of America's largest companies like Facebook, IBM, Johnson & Johnson, Marriott, PepsiCo, and United Airlines. The National Institute of Health revealed in April that more than 500 federally funded scientists are under investigation for being compromised by China. Now, how would they get compromised? You think, oh, I just love China more than America. No, no, no. They give them lots of money. Lots and lots of money. Millions. The typical scientist... As thieves, the tip, a typical scientist as thief is researcher Song Guao Zeng, who pled guilty to lying on applications for the National Institute of Health grant. And uh, he stole $4.1 million or got paid $4.1 million for what he stole. He admitted, he admitted that he used the U.S. government funds to enhance Chinese expertise in rheumatology and immunology. At the Hudson Institute last year, FBI Director Ray, W-R-A-Y, said that the greatest long-term threat to our nation's information intellectual property and to our economic vitality is the counterintelligence and economic espionage threat from China. Did you know? I didn't know this that China is flooding the country with, with um, counterfeit coins. I thought, I never thought of counterfeit coins. Fake gold coins, you buy them on the Internet, right? $1,000, $2,000, even ones that are supposedly rare, $15,000, and then they're not, they're not even worth $3. There's all kinds of scams. When I, was, when I used to go to Hong Kong a lot, they would sell Rolex watches on the streets for $20, $25. They were just knockoffs. Everything's a knockoff in China. Many of the things are don't work. They don't work properly. They're just fake. They're they're not the American quality goods or German quality goods. They're all fake. They're knockoffs. Many of the ki the things that are sent here, um, the N95 masks were were not uh, were faulty. They did not they did not pass quality certification. They have they have created a formula, baby formula, in China that they sold all over, not just China, and it it had a funky chemical in it that actually killed babies. They cut corners everywhere, put lead in paint, 
lead on paint, paint, painted toys. Uh, all kinds of chemicals and stuff coming in the United States from China is all suspect. And uh, they, they're flooding this country with products that are uh, not quality products at all. China's targets include uh, Fortune 500 companies and Silicon Valley startups, respected academics, and think tanks. China extracts concessions from multinational corporations in exchange for market access. It requires the corporations to surrender their source code, store data on platforms in China, invest in Chinese companies, and permit the Chinese government to conduct secrecy audits on all its products. It is rare U.S. corporations will deny such concessions. It is a rare U.S. corporation that would deny such concessions since they fear losing entry to a billion people market. The annual cost of China's intellectual property theft is difficult to calculate, but it's, it's guesstimated at $50 billion a year. Pretty amazing. I want to get down here and, and read about some, some actual people, the Americans, that were arrested. Uh, Charles Lieber, known as one of the top chemists in the, in the United States, chairman of Harvard's Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology, was indicted for making false statements to U.S. authorities about his participation in the Thousand, thousand Talents Plan. Thousand Talents Plan is the plan of China to get the top brainiacs in every part of every arena in the world and have them work for China. They offer mainly Chinese scientists working overseas lavishly financial lavish fi financial incentives to bring their expertise and knowledge back to China. Lieber concede, concede, uh, concealed from Harvard and the National Institute of Health that the Chinese government was paying him through the Wuhan Institute of Technology. How much do you think they're paying Mr. Mr. Lieber, Charles Lieber, one of the most pro pro uh, profound uh, scientists we have? They were paying him 50 Now, he was already getting paid by Harvard. They were paying him $50,000 a month, plus $150,000 in living expenses, and over $1.5 million to establish a laboratory in China. Now, that would, that would sway a lot of people. Let me, let me tell you about two other Chinese guys, two Chinese guys that are also stealing stuff. Hong Jin Tan, a Chinese national with permanent resident status, enrolled in the Thousand Talents Plan and proceeded to steal According to the FBI, more than one billion with a B worth of trade secrets from his former U.S. employer, an Oklahoma-based petroleum company. Then another guy, Sean Shi, a Texas-based scientist, was sentenced to prison for stealing trade secrets regarding syntactic foam, an important substance used in submarines. As a participant in the Thousand Talents program, Shi promised to digest and absorb relevant technology in the United States. He acted on behalf of the Chinese state-owned enterprise, which planned to put the American company out of business and capture the whole market. The American company had spent millions of dollars developing the technology. Communist China could not duplicate the work and instead paid to have it stolen. You know, the founders of our, our nation believed that 
if if we could not secure private property. Private property was unique to America. You you go to other countries, they didn't have real estate and private property for the average man and woman. So when people earn things and accumulate things and collect things, whether it's sheep or herds or birds or barns or acreage, <clears throat> the very fact that other people aren't coming and stealing that from them or taking that from them or extorting that from them is huge and that keeps a capitalist society very successful now i think i mentioned last week like for instance that the police are going to continue to give up and we continue to allow tweakers to steal up to 950 dollars and never even go to jail we're going to send the see the end of capitalism because if you can't if you can't uh keep your property I don't know whether we're going to start shooting people or what, but I'll give you a couple examples. I think I mentioned this last week, but in, in, uh, over the past year or so, 13 Walgreens, not in California, but in San Francisco have left or closed down. They just closed their doors. And the reason they did is they could not keep, uh, people from just coming in and wiping out their shelves and just, walk out with stuff and dare people to do anything because why get injured walgreens probably told his people don't interfere with them we don't want you to get injured so they call the police and they may or may not catch them but if they catch them they don't even they haven't stole up to 950 they're just going to catch and release the other thing they do is they beat up the clerks sometimes they get rude with the clerks they come in tripping out on on some narcotic and ended up damaging the clerk. So finally, Walgreens says, listen, we're making money in San Francisco, but we're not making enough to compensate for all the losses. Now, the interesting thing is I was just talking to a Yuba County deputy the other day, and he was, and I was telling him about the Walgreens story, and he was saying that in uh, Yuba County, Walmart is the biggest sales tax generator in the county. And so a percentage of that comes back to the county after it goes into the State Board of Equalization, and they kick you a percent or something back to the county. But they are the biggest generator of sales taxes in Yuba County. But I kept hearing recently they were thinking about closing Walmart Linda. And you know why? Wasn't that they weren't doing a lot of business? I've never been there when there, there weren't a ton of cars in the, in the parking lot. They had so many thefts that they first started locking important items up. And so if you wanted to look at them or you wanted to talk to somebody about them, you wanted to handle the product, you had to get a a guy with a key to open the the shelving up or whatever. Now, if, if the stores and businesses, if grocery stores and general businesses cannot keep people's property safe, communism will will take this place over and, and there'll be a collapse of capitalism. And then you know what happens when the communists take over and they do that? They just shoot the people. So w- when the deputies were telling me about this situation out at Walmart Linda, I said, well, man, I said, I was having a feeling that that place was going to close because I heard so many wild stories about that place. But then I saw him putting in the gas pumps and he said, yeah, Lou, what happened is one of the big kahunas from Walmart came down and they, they had a big talk and they had to talk with the sheriff's department. So if you like Walmart, 
uh, you you ought to thank them for staying open. Number two, you probably ought to thank uh, Wendell Anderson, the sheriff of Yuba County, because whatever they did out there slowed theft activity to a crawl. So it's interesting. If there's no law enforcement, then you're going to see the collapse of private property. And people just come in, oh, that's I want the keys to that car. I, I want your car. doesn't matter whether I earned it or not, whether that's immoral or not, whether it's unethical or not. When people do not follow the Judeo-Christian ethic on how they model and live their lives, this thing is going to run off the road. And people, I, I had a gal in, uh, when I was in jail one time, and she was upset. We were in an anger management class. She was a very nice-looking woman. One time she was a cheerleader in high school. She had three or four kids, but she got on methamphetamines. And a woman, uh, they noticed the house uh, hadn't been frequented in a while. She and her partner or husband, whatever he was, they noticed this hadn't been frequented in a while. So they just moved in with the groceries in there, the whole thing. And it turned out that the woman who lived there, owned the house, had left town temporarily because uh, I think her husband died and she wanted to go be with relatives for a bit. And when she eventually came back, she found this entire family living in her house and trashed the house. Well, this gal got punished and ended up going to prison over it eventually. But she had a big drug problem. My point is, if you can't leave your house and go for a vacation or go for a couple nights away without people moving in and just taking all your stuff, uh, we got a real problem. Or if you try to do a deal with somebody and you give them some money, you front them the money, and they just disappear. The trust concept comes from Judeo-Christian biblical foundation. And if people reject that foundation, what they have is just doing what's right in their own eyes. The American company said it spent millions of dollars in developing this technology that communist China could not duplicate the work and instead paid to have it stolen. Although, says we do not know precisely what happens when technology is stolen, we do know that the information is usually given to one of Chinese universities and then applies for patents based on the technology. The government distributes the patents to select Chinese companies which usually only report spectacular and advances spectacular advances in their field. The giant Chinese telecommunications company, Huawei, uh, for example, acquired an incredible 56,000 patents on 5G and artificial intelligence without spending much of its own money on any research and development. They just simply paid people to steal it from American and other foreign countries. Because of their illegal efforts of, Ch- efforts of China's far-flung spy ring, Huawei didn't have to, didn't have to pay any money. Pretty amazing. Um, pretty amazing. Walter Walter Lohman, he's the director of uh, Heritage Foundation's Asian Studies Center. He's saying what the United States should do is that it should avoid protectionism and focus on measures that restrict purchases by companies controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. It should build a united front of action with allies such as Australia, Japan, Philippines, South Korea, and Thailand. It should call out 
China's widespread use of forced labor in the Xinjiang province and extend refugee status to Muslim Uyghurs. Those are the people that are being persecuted up there, Muslim Uyghurs and then Falun Gong people and Christians. Uh, America must expose Chinese tactics of applying or applying diplomatic and economic pressure to secure support in international organizations, citing China's intellectual property theft before the next meeting of the World Trade Organization would be a good place to start, this one writer said. Listen, we're never going to stop China with with uh, weaklings and weirdos in the White House. That's not ever going to happen. The, the China, Chinese just laugh all the way home. So uh, one, one person says one reason, you know, the whole, all these athletes and Disney and all these people are all complicit in this nonsense of slave labor and, and, uh, They're complicit in, in slave labor in, in the uh, China with the Uyghurs and Falun Gong. All the NFL players and the NBA players and the Major League Baseball, all these people are making millions of dollars off China, and yet they are turning the other way in China and Vietnam with, with these uh, cheap slave labor, either actually using them in late labor camps or paying girls 80 cents an hour to make Nike shoes that sell for $150, $200, then turn around and give Kaepernick five, $5 million of that as a benefit. And yet he's promoting a shoe that is exploiting uh, prisoners, political prisoners, and people that have not done anything wrong except they don't believe the right thing. We're there, people. We're there in the United States. If you don't believe the right thing, you're not allowed to speak. And if you speak too much, they will bring you into court. That's what this is happening. It's already happening. It, they already have gone after uh, pastors up in Canada. I, they, they, I think they arrested Rodney Howard Brown down in Florida. They've already arrested. They've done, they've done a little bit on every level. They've shut down churches. They fined people from going, for going to church. Uh, you know, it just that's that's what's going on. So uh, this one guy says to we needed to postpone the 2022 Beijing Olympics. I'm so out of touch with with uh, sports anymore. I don't pay any attention to it because it's such a shameful thing that uh, there's Beijing Olympics again. It seemed like yesterday we were doing Beijing Olympics. So we're we're out of time. Uh, we'll catch you next uh, next Saturday morning. Uh, Lord willing. Otherwise, if you want to ch check me out at KMYC 1410 AM, if you're up here in Northern California, you might be able to hear us. We're not yet on the web, I don't think. So, uh, but we're getting close. It's just a, it's just a small station that is being rebuilt after being arsoned. So, uh, I'm on there at 10 to noon every Saturday. If you want to hear a live show. Okay. Thank you very much. And, uh, God bless you. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You 
Sugar to kiss.